Good afternoon, everyone. On today's program, we have got a special treat for you. Father's Day is June 18th, Sunday, here in this country, also in America as well. And we've been talking about behind the scenes about our fathers, praying for our fathers, both both biological and also spiritual. And today we have with us Anya and Father Antonio, who's going to share a bit about an initiative about adopting a spiritual father. Hello, and thank you for the for coming on the program. Anya, you want to say hello? Hello. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello, Father Antonio. Do you want to say uh, what's up? Do I, you have to say what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Greetings. Hi, Elena and everybody. Thank you. Oh, all right. So, listeners, you may recognize Anya and Father Antonio for coming on, speaking about the Cynical Prayer Group that is in, it starts with a W in London. Where is it, Anya? In uh, St. Patrick Waterloo Church. Waterloo, St. Patrick's Waterloo. And they have just come off of a beautiful weekend of healing, of revival, of a lot of Holy Spirit at work uh, at the Rosary Shrine. But that's there. Let's focus on spiritual adoption. Uh, let's start with Anya. What, what, why has been, why have fathers come up in the prayer group? Why have you guys decided specifically on fatherhood uh yeah sure i mean i don't think it's a secret that there is a men crisis in a church and <laughs> that was something that as a group as cynical we have been actually praying for a number of years for more men to start coming back to the church um so i guess this is just the extension of that and lord showed that there is a there is a special anointing on the fathers in a, as a head of the house household so yeah from that and from the different inspiration of the holy spirit the spiritual adoption of fathers came up uh, father antonio uh, as a father antonio what, yes. what is hearing hearing that uh, this group of lay folks are having this laid upon their heart the, the, a mission to really help encourage men back into the church what, how are you are you a part of this mission as well? Are you seeing similar in where you're the the folks you're shepherding to? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, the initial inspiration really is from Anya, um, and in the past also like with other events like Ephatha. But uh, there clearly is a need, as she's saying, for uh, the spiritual adoption of fathers. So um, yeah, it totally makes sense to me, and it also connects with our men's group. So we have a monthly men's group, and part of the inspiration is to build up godly men who um you know stand up for the faith who um live out the a virtuous life and also come together um with regards to the challenges that in, for men in these days especially if you're trying to live your catholic faith and yeah so there is definitely um a challenge towards being uh, towards living authentic masculinity <clears throat> i can speak from my own experience or just um from the people that i have uh that i serve <clears throat> so yes there is a need and so that's why it's exciting to have something like this um also personally for, for myself i've done the uh, <clears throat> spiritual adoption of unborn children prayer from bishop fulton sheen so i think that connects with this as well and i've seen some fruit from that um so i'm excited to see what, what god has in store 
I'm picking you up on this challenges. What challenges are men facing? I mean, we're in the 21st century, 23rd? What century? We're in, the, we're in 2023. Are there challenges? for? We're in the West. We can focus. We can pray. We're Christian religious freedom. What challenges are there for men? Hmm. Well, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, there is, for example, there's a documentary from Matt Walsh, What is a Woman? Well, what is a man? And so there's so much confusion about what it means to be a man or, you know, that they always talk about toxic masculinity. And so men are afraid to be assertive because they're going to be seen as whatever domineering. And unfortunately, there's extremes of men who are in, in Latin American culture, the machismo, where the men, um, you know, they are domineering and so forth. And there's, there's abuse and that's not acceptable. But then the other is where men act very uh, well, effeminate and are not uh, leading and are not willing to um, to take initiative. And so part of the disconnect is because there's a, a disconnect in the father-son relationship. And so that's another thing, too, where each generation affects another. Uh, and that's so this, this spiritual adoption of fathers plays a role in this. And it's connected with something bigger, because if we look at uh, popular culture, there's very few good fatherly role models out there, whether in the movies or in sitcoms. And you see the men looking really stupid or just being foolish. And uh, so, yeah, that there's much more that could be said about that. What about you, Anya? You're amongst the... Are you seeing this as well? Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with what Father said. But also... If we're talking about the crisis and talking about the Catholic world, I think it's enough if we just go to the church. We don't see men in the church. And if we do, it's oftentimes they're just being forced by their wives, mothers uh, to come to ch church because of the image that they need to have because of the children or different reasons, like partners is forcing them to come back to the church. So um, there's definitely a need for prayer for men. And there's definitely uh, some crisis that there is in the church that somehow we lost a way of bringing men back to the church, that they're not, they not seeing this as a place where they can be nourished and develop and grow. That kind of been a, probably a main focus was on the woman for a while. And that's, that's how somehow men got lost in it. I think we're, we're you you guys are hitting it straight on the nay on the head and there's a there's a question of what is the place of a man in church we have everyone's call uh, well i'm gonna let you father antonio share it but at baptism we're all called to be priests and kings and, and to share god's holiness does there need to be a distinction between men and women in the in ways of sharing the good news um, well, if we let's look at the family, <clears throat> and so obviously there's there's complementarity between the husband and wife, but and this is theology of the body, which is based on scripture. So Paul writes about how the husband, the man, should love his wife as Christ loves the church, and so the the woman then should be submissive to his leadership, but he has to lead in a proper way, which means dying to himself as Jesus offered his life for his bride, the church. Uh, and so we need those examples. Um, and so your question is certainly a big one. I can't answer all of it, but uh, it connects with the charisms that people have and how they can serve and use those uh, charisms to build up the church. 
Um, but there's something to be said about the men being there and that a manly presence brings that a, a, a woman doesn't bring and vice versa. Uh, and so we need then uh, ways in which the, the men can challenge each other, but challenge others as well. Uh, and part of it is leading through example. So, you know, we're talking about the priests and the bishops. Uh, we're talking about fraternal organizations within the church that can do service projects. But really, it has to start with the family because the family is under attack. And so this connects with renewing families as well uh, by honing in on the need to renew men, uh, drawing them closer to the Lord. And then that then is going to bring about these God a renewal um, in different in church culture and a culture at large. Uh, yeah. That, that's all I got at the moment. <laughs> no, you've got it. It's definitely going back to the home. Anya, you shared with us before, and it's part of the website that you guys have set up, adoptafather.org, about some of the statistics that have come out about yes. the family and what happens when there's the mother leading, there's the da-da-da-da. Could you share with us, could you remind us again? Uh, yes. Uh, Sure. I mean, I can uh, best if I explain it from the beginning how the in idea came. I basically heard the, test, uh, the homily of one of the priests who was sharing how there is 1.3 billion of Catholics um, when there is 8 billions of all people on, on in, the, in the world. And it struck me because I straight away felt like, it's not that bad. And his his call was like if every Catholic actually committed to praying for for one person, then in three and a half years we could have converted the whole world if actually every single Catholic would really pray intentionally and convert one person a year. Uh, because you know, 1.3 multiplied multiplied by two is 2.6, and then you know it's gonna take only three and a half years. So that was around January when I had this idea, uh, heard this talk, and I just had this idea. There must be more that we can do because, first of all, I know some people will just not take that initiative. Um, they may not feel called to to pray for the conversion of someone, or they just you know, only once a year churchgoers. So they were not even going to be thinking about praying intentionally for converting others. Um, so I thought like there must be a different way how we can gain those Catholics back to the church. <laughs> and that's when I read um, the statistics from the Leadership Journal. And that's where I saw uh, crazy statistics which really blown my mind, uh, where they said that if, um, if the mother converts, uh, then the 17% of the other family members will convert as well, which it's not that much if we think about it. And looking at the church now, we do have mostly women, so they really have to work hard to be able to convert other family members. If it's a child, it's a 30% of the family, other family members will convert. And then if it's a father, uh, then it's 97%, which is just mind blowing. It's so that's when the idea came that I was just like, wow, we really need to do something about it. If we really just intentionally pray for fathers, there is a special anointing on the fathers. And I was, uh, I was as I was 
yeah, preparing the text for the website and reading more about the role of the father and the family and what anointing they has been given to them, I realized that it all came from St. Joseph and how for him, it must have been extremely intimidating. He, he not just had extremely holy woman, like who never seen in this world, who is just our lady, who is just so beautiful and so pure. He also had a son who was a god and he was the head of the house. He must have felt like so inappropriate in that role. <laughs> so God gave him a special anointing and special blessing to be the head of the household and to be able to, to bring the faith in that family and to be an example to all the families uh, that will ever e exist later on. So that's the, that's the reason why we're starting on Monday, so day after uh, Father's Day, and we will finish on the Feast of St. Joseph on the 19th of March, 2024. I'm excited. Okay, all right. You've sold me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this spiritual adoption of a father. Who's, can someone tell me what do I need to do? I've got my pen and paper out. What do I do? Sure. You need to pray one decade of the rosary. Uh, sorry, let's start from the top. So you need to pick who you want to do it for. Gotcha, <laughs> so whether gotcha. that's your own father, whether it's uncle, your spiritual father, your stepfather, whoever that is, or maybe a father of your friend, um, or it's a priest, whoever it is that needs conversion, you do can I, pick. Do I tell them that I'm praying for them? Uh, you don't have to. It's, okay. it's up to you. I mean, uh, most of the times, I guess they're not going to be too happy to hear that <laughs> you feel that they need conversion. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, so you're just choosing them and declaring that more to God. And we uh, included on the website the prayer pledge. So it's just that you're declaring to God that this is the person I picked. I want to pray for them intentionally. I offer my prayers and uh, suffering or whatever you choose to do, which I will explain in a second. And that's that's you, your offering for the conversion. So as you pick the person, then you pray one decade of the rosary, um, daily prayer, which is a short prayer um, written by uh, Father Antonio. And then also it's a suggestion and it's optional. It's you don't have to, but people can if they wish. It's uh, we call it on undertaking, which pretty much can be any offering that you may want to do for that person. So whether it's just um, frequent mass or adoration or uh, confession, or if you decide to carry any good deeds or words of mercy or like fast. Um, Did you say ice cream, Father Antonio? No, I said fasting. <laughs> I was like, ice but ice cream sounds very good right now. Very good. You offer up ice cream? Yeah, I offer up ice cream, yes. Yeah. So we've got mass, adoration, works of mercy, kindness. Okay, all right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fasting. Fasting or ice cream. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> or giving up ice cream. Thank fasting you. on ice cream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it all. I love it all. Okay, so I so we begin with picking the father, uh, doing a decade of the rosary, saying the daily prayer, and then an offering. Uh, this is not giving money to Senegal. This is an offering for the father. Okay, all right. Um, we, you, you 
don't have to tell the person. Maybe don't tell the person. Um, when you offer a mass, I, I, I've never, well, I have. I, but for those that are listening that have never offered a mass, Father Antonio, what does that entail? Do I have to, is there a book to sign in, a register? How do I go to a, do that at my mass at my parish? I mean, the simplest thing is just when you, you know, the intention within your heart is that this mass is being offered for so-and-so. But traditionally, uh, the way to do it is you, you talk to your parish priest and ask him, can I offer a mass um, for such and such a person? And you can offer a stipend for that occasion, and he will write it down. And um, perhaps he'll tell you what day, or if you have a, a day, date requested, you can see if that's available so that the mass will specifically be offered for that particular person. Um, but the intention in the heart is, is the most important, um, not only from yourself, but also from, from the parish priest. Um, and so then the graces from that Mass will be applied for that, uh, that intention for that person. All right. I love this. Is, is, and you, Father Antonio, you said that this is also, they do a, you've done a similar adoption for, if I remember right, unborn children. For the unborn children, children. yeah. And is it a similar process for that as well? No, it's, it's just a prayer that our uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen had, um, had composed, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I love you very much. I beg you to spare the life of the unborn child whom I've spiritually adopted, who's in danger of abortion. And just a glory story from that, if I have a, a minute. Oh, please uh, do. I love that, glory stories. So, uh, yeah, so I do have some, some spiritual children in that sense, because I named people. And um, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know who they are, these, but a little unborn baby. And then I just offered a name for whoever this baby might be. So the first one that I did this when I was in seminary was, and the name I gave was uh, Chiara which is Claire, you know, Santa Chiara, uh, which means light. And so I was praying for nine months, that prayer of Fulton Sheen. <clears throat> and then maybe two weeks, whatever, after I'd finished the nine months, not knowing what may have happened to this Chiara somewhere in the world, or really believing that it was effective for somebody who, little baby who was in danger of abortion. Then maybe two weeks later, a friend came up to me and said she had this weird dream where she saw me and I was holding a little baby girl with a pink dress. And it is a rather weird image, but I, I didn't tell her at that point what it was, what, whom I thought it was. But then later I told her, I think that was confirmation that that's Kiara, that the baby was born and that the prayers were indeed effective. So it was really encouraging uh, to, to receive that from my friend. Um, so that then also gives me hope for this, that this particular prayer for those really committing to it it is going to be effective in, in Jesus um, for the spiritual father that you adopt. Um, and so whether it's somebody you know or somebody you don't know, um, and so we're doing it in faith and hope and love. Um, yeah, and even the words that in, in the daily prayer that were put in there, I think, also are important. Um, and so that's why it's written as it is. I'm so excited. Starting on Monday, June 19th, for nine months, finishing on the Feast of St. Joseph. When it is finished, is I there know. a party? What do you, what, like, how do, is it done? Like, how do you finish? Hmm. Party? Well, you, do just you invite that person, do you invite ideas. that father to church with you? And you're like, all right. Hey, um, by the well, way. It, yeah, we haven't, we haven't gone that far yet, but uh, yeah, we will you know, maybe be feasting on ice cream, for example. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I'm I'm very excited about this because I think what we'll do. So my sons, I've got three of them. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I think this would be a great thing. We've done the Pentecost novena, and it has re- it was really great because one. It, sh- it didn't shorten our prayer time, but it made us a lot more focused than my youngest saying, God, please make Hector kind and make da-da-da kind. And da-da-da. And you're like, that's nice. That's so this will be, I've got nine months where we're just all going to focus together on this one father. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so we've got it. Can you tell us uh, the website uh, is adoptafather.org. And then what if we wanted to share this with other people? We've got a couple of days left. Is there a way for you to help us, uh, Anya, for sharing this? Perhaps it's someone we know that doesn't speak English. Uh, Can we spread this around the world? Yes, you can. Uh, So on the website, we also created a tab with different leaflets. So there is uh, 12 different languages. Polish, of course, as I'm Polish, but also Spanish, Italian, French, even Arabic, Chinese. So there is a number of different languages that people can uh, get it and they can download the PDF version and then share it across the world. And do we have to sign up? Is there a mailing list we join or is this like a group thing or is it for us to do? No, there is no need to sign up and no need to do anything. You're doing it with our Lord, if you're just telling him, this is my commitment and I'm offering it for nine months for that particular father and that's all you need to do. I do like the idea of the party with ice cream at the end, so we'll see about that. (laughs) There you go, there you go. All right, I'm again, listeners, adoptafather.org. Anya keeps mentioning this prayer that we're going to be saying as part of the spiritual adoption uh, writ- uh, composed by Father Antonio. Could we finish our program today with that prayer, Father? Uh, certainly, yep. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Abba, Father, I ask that you bless and anoint this Father, these fathers whom we have spiritually adopted and will adopt, with the blood and water pouring forth from the heart of your son, Jesus. Give these fathers hearts of fire for God, hearts of flesh for their neighbors, and hearts of bronze for themselves. May they be wellsprings of the joy of living like St. Joseph, humble servants of the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to have you back, Anya and Father Antonio, to see how it's gone. I'll share with you how my spiritual father's gotten along. Hopefully you're getting chubby off all the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Sounds good. All right. Looking forward to having you guys again. Thank you, Helena. Thank you. God bless you. God bless everybody. God bless. God bless.